Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. Once more, as if time has passed, part one is gone, and part two has been revealed. And we gather here around what I know as a cauldron. Of yes, course, okay, I'm not good. stupid. Right, glad to hear it. Yes, <laughs> of course. Very, I'm a good witch, yes. obviously. Go uh, on. We gather to make a spell in our cauldron, and then right afterwards, we will hop on our, our, mo- our mops, and no, we will fly here we go. up Here into we go. Here we go. No, what? no, no. It's not what? a mop. It's a broom. No, no. Which is I, I think it is brooms. a mop. It's a long uh, the mop cleaning would be too implement. wet. It would hold them down as they were flying through the air. No, I mean, like us, moist, because we're witches. You want to have a moist <laughs> flying device. No, me. that would get so wet over the entire it town just, as you're flying. Your robe, it gets a so gross. Moist. It's soapy, probably, well, as well. That's well, you're cleaning the air. Well, anyway, I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. Oh, you did a little bit of a voice. Pete that's did very a exciting. Voice. Um, we are switching it up for the return of Chilling Podcast of Sabrina, we're going to be talking about the first episode of part two. For those of you who are confused about what's going on here, like Pete. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's season two. No, no, no. It's not season no, two. No, because how television works <laughs> is you have a string of shows, which is called a the string. first season, and then there's a break, and then it comes back to season two, which yeah, is what Yeah, but this happened. is not TV. It's HBO, except actually it's Netflix. Yeah, uh, the, <laughs> that is more confusing. Yes, it's very confusing. There were 20 episodes ordered for the first season of Sabrina. The way that they broke up initially, it was going to be 10 episodes for part one and 10 episodes for part two, uh, but then they had the brilliant idea to throw a winter solstice special in there. Mm. That was actually the second episode of part two they filmed, but they aired it first. So there are going to be nine episodes in the second part. Let me ask you, can they make it any more complicated? Uh, what are you, Chandler Big? What's going on here? Oh, wow. Well, I think. Uh, can I mean, they make it any more complicated? <laughs> I'm glad after you made the reference, you went back and said it. Yeah, really it seemed like the, he was, yeah, was a like, little confused, so I wanted to. And for those of you who don't know, Alex <laughs> is quoting a Netflix show called Friends. <laughs> um, oh, you mean HBO? Oh, not Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. To get back to Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, though, uh, we were on a break, and now we're back. Good. Let's like cram them in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> back for season two. Let's we're do back. it. Yes, we are part two. Uh, we're not going to talk about this anymore. I'm uh, very excited to be back. Very excited to be talking about this delightful show. So if you need to get caught up at all, because it has been a little while since even the winter solstice special mm. aired, Sabrina Spellman had signed her name in the Dark Lord's book. She had fully embraced becoming a witch. As we left off... Did she? It, well, the, that's where it gets a little confusing because the Winter Solstice special mixed things up a little bit, but it really does feel like, without jumping ahead too much, getting into part two, this 
is picking up where part one left off, even though there was some uh, stuff that happened in the middle there. Little stuff. Little, little stuff. So Sabrina had left her mortal life behind, or at least that's what she's wrestling with. Back in her mortal life, uh, one of those things is Harvey, her boyfriend, they broke up. Uh, Harvey went through a lot of stuff in the first part, including his dad. Uh, this is actually something that they do pick up on. Uh, his dad was given some magic eggnog, so he's not an abusive drunk anymore. By Sabrina. Yeah. Very nice. Nice. Very nice thing that went down there. Yeah. Uh, also, there is her friend Roz. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I get very confused because her name is Jazz. Yes, I agree. Real it name seems, is Jazz. Yeah, it seems <laughs> like a mistake. Yes. Uh, but her name is Roz. Uh, she is a psychic. Uh, she has visions. The what, what was it called? Uh, uh, the uh, she's got the touch. It was. I was going to say got touch. The touch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's no, it's got the power. Uh, we'll, we'll remember it probably later. You, anybody listening to the podcast is probably going insane right now because you know exactly what it is. Uh, but she does have psychic powers. Uh, there's also their friend Susie, um, who was dealing with some ghost stuff that doesn't necessarily play in this episode. Meanwhile, on the witchy side, a couple of characters you probably need to know about. The cunning. She has the cunning. cunning. There we go. Oh, Thank you. Uh, first just of all, Sabrina's it. family. There's oh. her two aunts, <laughs> Hilda and Zelda, who she lives with. Uh, Hilda the friendly aunt Zelda has been carrying on, so to speak, with Father Blackwood, who is the head of the Church of Night. I know what you mean by carrying on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah I've been yeah, carrying yeah, on yeah. too. You know what I'm talking <laughs> about? I've been carrying oh, on. Blackwood? Bit. No, with myself. Oh, with myself, with <laughs> my life. That well, weird. that's. Pretty cutting. <laughs> uh, Father Blackwood had a baby. He actually had two babies. We don't deal with the second baby this episode because that second baby was spirited away almost literally at the end of the winter solstice special. Um, but the second one, Judas, the male baby, is supposed to be the heir of the Church of Night. Uh, also, Prudence, who goes to the Church of Night, she's one of the weird sisters. She was revealed to be Father Blackwood's daughter in the first part. She is helping out out and Zelda take care of the baby. Um, what else do we need to know? Oh, yeah. Ambrose is her cousin who lives with her. Uh, he is dating a guy named Luke. Uh, Luke was forced to date him through a love spell. We don't get into that this episode. That's fine. They've settled into a regular relationship. <laughs> yeah. Have they, though? I don't know. I'm still a little weirded out about it. Yeah. Luke, also, Luke's sort of a dick. Yes, he yeah. really is. Yeah, get, he is. Get yourself a better man, Ambrose. I want to see Ambrose and Kevin Keller together. That's what I want to see happen by oh, the end of the season. Interesting. Yeah, I'd be really into that. No, Kevin's uh, too impressionable. He is. Well, he's like super culty over on Riverdale, but let's well, not get too just great with no. Ambrose. I, I think they'd be nice for each other. Yeah. Yeah. No. no. Yeah. 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 Uh, last thing we should probably talk about, there is a handsome young devil going to oh, the oh, school. Oh, yeah. We got a bad boy alert. Yeah, <laughs> named Nick Scratch. He, he is not a bad boy. And he Nick is Scratch, a bad boy. Uh, really likes Sabrina. He does. Quite a bit. Oh, uh, one more thing we need to talk about. Uh, there is Mrs. Wardwell, who's actually Madam Satan, the bride of... Satan, as you probably Makes figured sense. out. She killed the principal, Balky Bartokamus, oh. at the end of the last part. Uh, and as we pick okay. up, as we find out here, she is now the principal of the school. That's how it works. Yeah. You, if you want to be a principal, you murder the principal. It's before Highlander you. rules. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like anything. <laughs> there can be only one principal. Yes. So uh, let's jump into the episode. Uh, first off, I want to say I love this episode. Yeah. I, I feel like one of the things that we talked about in the first part uh, 
personally, I went a little bit back and forth about Kiernan Shipka. I think you, Justin, very rightly said that she was missing a little bit of the Sabrina wink the in her sparkle. eye, the sparkle in her eye. Uh, she had that now. She, like, she it got feels it. like we finally got to what Sabrina is, what it should be. This episode Wait, was so get, much fun. Uh, putting on dresses montage and all of a sudden she's a better person. She's yes. I mean, well, that was like, sort of. Yeah, yeah, that was a straight shout out to the Sabrina, the Teenage Witch show with Melissa Joan Hart from the yeah. opening credits. Okay. Yeah. I, I've never seen <laughs> it. You've never seen it? No. Oh. All right. That's the original. Yeah. In the opening credits, Melissa Joan Hart does that spin. She changes the clothes. It's a fun little Easter egg. But I just think Kerner Shipka's performance now that she is, I guess, not half evil, but like embrace the Church of Night. Yeah. She's free to be a little, a, yeah, a little cheekier. Exactly. A little more when you fun. give your soul away, you get a little sparkle. That's yeah. what I, I did. I disagree with you. I, I did that. Yeah, give your soul away, get a little sparkle back. No, that's that's the deal with the devil. Yeah, it's a sparkle back. Like, hey, do you want to do want a little Do you want a little sparkle? It's not worth it. I've done so many deals with the the devil. Oh my god, that's a a horrible idea. No, it's it's not. It's worked out pretty well. Yeah. Well, let's talk through this episode, Justin. You want to walk us through it? Let's do it. Uh, So we start with. Sabrina has a dream, uh, sort of a birthing scene. What do we think about this? Is this her birth? Uh, This is something that we've actually, I think, come back to a bunch of times throughout the series is Sabrina's birth. Uh, Something they don't show off in this scene that I was expecting is uh, one of the first times we saw this vision, there was a second baby there with cloven hooves. Yeah. We didn't see that again, but we did see... Aunt Zelda taking the baby, handing it to Sabrina's father, her mother sitting there dressed bloody and being handed over to the Dark Lord. Um, it's, an, I mean, you called it out while we were watching it, Pete. It's a nativity scene, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and something we deal with a lot over the course of this episode is what is Sabrina's destiny? Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I have a suspicion. I mean, I think it's pretty clear what they've laid out, that she is supposed to be the bride of Satan, the co-ruler of hell. That's what she's being groomed for. Yes. She doesn't know that yet. And that, I think that's especially interesting. Uh, uh, Miss Wardwell, Madam Satan, her throughout this episode, you're sort of like, what's her deal now? Because she, her whole thing, the first, the first part of the season was to get Sabrina to sign the book. And then she did that. It happened. Now it's like, well, now what's her deal? And well, it and seems like now d- Sabrina becomes a threat to her right. for that reason uh, that you're saying that she becomes, she is perhaps next in line to to be Bride of Satan. But we also kind of deal with that in this episode. I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but I think that's super clear. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we uh, will find out exactly what what that means. It, But I, I think we don't know exactly if, if Wardwell is going to be like straight out after Sabrina. But I would like to say as far as the dream sequence, uh, I was a little concerned about Sabrina because a nightgown is not something to be walking around the woods in. Why not? You know, I mean, it's... There's nothing wrong with that. Get a nice I'll breeze up there. <laughs> up where? Uh, first <laughs> off, I mean. no, you, know, you, you can't... Hey, Pete, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you can't... You should have a robe on or uh, some pajamas. I mean, no. you trip and fall Pete, you or gotta, something. You got to air out your area. You know what I'm talking about? I oh, often my, walk yeah. around Prospect Park, Central Park, in just my boxers at night to just feel myself. Wow. <laughs> that super, that's the second time you've talked about feeling yourself. <laughs> well, that, that's where I am right now. Yeah, well, that's where his head's at. That's weird, Pip. What are you doing? Hey, Pete, what are you doing tonight? 
You should come with me. <laughs> no, I'm, uh, I'm going to go see a movie. Oh, yeah. interesting. Cool. Yeah. Is it a movie of him walking around in a nightcap no, in the park? it's Captain Marvel, and I'm very excited. I'm no. going to take Pip with me. Oh, I'm in that movie, walking around in my boxers. <laughs> you see me. That's, uh, you're going to marvel at how he is <laughs> captain of his own domain. If you know what I mean. The reviews are coming in. and it's I'm, That's a it's reference good. to the Netflix show Seinfeld. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Oh man, great stuff! I'm just, I got to catch up on that. Yeah. Uh, so they, we see the outfit change, very fun. Um, and I, then right at the top of this episode, Sabrina is fully pulled away from Baxter High. Yeah. Like she has no interest in it. It seems well, weird. Well, we're still seeing. I mean, that's what the whole episode is. That's what the undercurrent is. Certainly, Hilda throughout it is pushing. Don't give up your human side. Be with your friends. You love your friends. That is important to you as a person. Um, so we're not missing that pull, push and pull. I mean, that's still inherent in the Wait, episode. Zelda, but, not Hilda, right? No, Hilda's the one pushing for her to go back to school and yeah. hang out. As Zelda soon as she comes in, she comes oh, right. downstairs to the breakfast table and is like, I'm going to take a sabbatical. I'm going to commit myself to the church of night. I'm going to study at the school. Zelda is clearly thrilled about this, but yeah. Hilda is concerned, and I think rightly so, because she's the good witch. She is the good witch. Uh, but also what makes Sabrina special is her half-witch nature, that she is able to straddle both worlds. And that said, as a viewer of the show, I love spending more time in the witch world, so yeah. I was very happy with this episode. I, this episode I, is heavily weighted uh, in the witch world. Well, see, I disagree with that, because we spent the whole first season dealing with the how much she loves first her part. friends. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> loves her friends, loves her like human life, and then she just kind of like... Fight selling her soul to the devil, just does it, and then is just like, no, I'm a witch now, fuck all y'all. But I'm glad we got to see why she did that in this episode. Because to me, I was like, how am I in love with this character? And then all of a sudden at the end of the season, or first part, she just completely goes against all of that. And I'm glad they explained it. Because I was having a hard time being like, well, how am I going to get invested in this next part? And I'm glad that they took some time to give us the why. I really so you appreciated that her character had an arc over the course of the episode? No, I appreciated the fact that they at least explained why she made a crazy choice and then doubled down on it. Okay. All right. I mean, yeah. can't you? If you were had the choice between going to a regular high school or a witch school, what would you choose? You'd well, be like, I, I got to get back to social studies class. No, I mean, I wouldn't go all in and sell my soul, you know, but I would. You rent your soul. Yeah. No. I mean, listen, uh, Sabrina lays it out pretty clearly in that first scene, right? Regular high school geometry. Who cares? Uh, which school? <laughs> Sacred geometry. Yeah. yeah that which, doesn't make any sense. You're not selling sweet. it. Pretty sweet. Everybody say, likes things say that are spell, sacred. Say like, yeah, just putting sacred in front of geometry doesn't get me excited. No, it's regular fun. social studies, sacred social studies. Ooh, what does that mean? That means older social studies. Regular gym, sacred gym. Yo, imagine which gym? That's fun. The dodgeballs, the dodgeballs are coming from everywhere. Yeah. Dodgeballs are on fire. Yeah. I mean, listen, like, we'll get to it in a second, but we got a little bit of that sweet Teen Wolf action going on, except with witch stuff. Well, so maybe that was we pretty should awesome. break down. We should split the world the same way that Sabrina has and talk about the high school, sure. the human high school stuff first. Okay. Um, we got a. Uh, Har- By the way, I just want to say I hope they start calling it human high school. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's how I refer to it in my life. Like my human high school reunions coming up. I got to see all my human friends again. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh, that reminds me. I have to go to the human grocery store later on. Oh, I'm disgusting. Going to the human I'm grocery going to the sacred <laughs> grocery store. 
where all the bananas are fucked up. That's uh, in both grocery stores. That's true. Uh, so in on the human side, uh, we get we see Harvey. We haven't seen him in a while. He's still sort of boring. Oh <laughs> come on, man! Yo, you know how I feel. Scratchman for life. I I I'm with you on that, but I really like Harvey. Yeah. I, well, I liked Harvey in this episode. No. What I liked is that he. His, he didn't have much of an arc in this episode, but he just keeps no. being presented with stuff, and he's like, oh, all right, I'll roll with that. Yeah. Great, let's do it. I love how supportive he is. Yeah. yeah he's he's just like, very earnest and nice. Yeah, exactly. He's like human oatmeal. What? You just, like lukewarm oatmeal. You just like, Fuck it you. just passes into your mouth. You're like, oh, I'm eating this, I guess. <laughs> Fuck you, man. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, when Nick Scratch is like a perfectly cooked piece well, of bacon. You, He's a perfectly Nick Scratch is the exact same thing. He's like, hey, Sabrina, whatever you want to do, I'll do that. Nick, well, exactly. so Nick Scratch is a perfectly cooked piece of bacon. He's just like moist and perfect. Not over. Let's not get into the goddamn uh, bacon. Let's discussion. just push ahead with it. Uh, the big plot line <laughs> in this episode is Susie really wants to be on the human basketball team yep. uh, at yep. human school. And yep. <laughs> she uh, she's four foot... Uh, Four feet tall and can't play basketball. Dude, even Harvey's like, I play basketball. I'm like, you do? He's like 5'2". Yeah. He's at least taller. Well, listen, it's Baxter High in Greendale. Uh, they're not going to have like all-star basketball players. No, right? like, a lot of players have gone for, to Duke uh, <laughs> right out of Baxter High. And eventually... Wait, sorry. Human Duke or Witch Duke? <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Yeah. Witch Duke, Duke is all a witch school. Don't oh, even yeah, fuck okay. with that. Duke Satan resides at Duke. Whoa, dude. If you want to get into college basketball shit, let's do this. Yes. Wow. So uh, Susie wants to try out. Everybody's like, no, you can't do that. First of all, it's a boys basketball team. Second of all, you're terrible at basketball. Uh, until finally, I, I just lead with that you're terrible at basketball, <laughs> right? Uh, this, this is the thing. Like, I understand making a point here, and that's certainly the theme running throughout the entire episode is that you shouldn't just exclude women just because men have always done this thing. Yeah, yes, so, which is great. Uh, but what eventually happens is that Susie does get to try out for the basketball team because Principal Wardwell puts her foot down, uh, and then Sabrina shows up to look at her friends, uses some spells, and makes Susie amazing at basketball. And that's one of the first spells you learn as a witch, is the <laughs> basketball spells. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is such a terrible idea. Like, I was watching yeah. the scene, and I get we're supposed to be like, yeah, Susie's making all those baskets. That's so awesome. But also, I was just thinking ahead to, like, now potentially she needs to be on the basketball team, unless Sabrina is there every time I'm, cheating for her. But what's yeah. crazy to me is she has to do a spell every shot. Why can't you do one spell that you're good at basketball and you're going to make the shots? Like, every time she had the ball, she had to do another enchantment. That's not how sacred basketball works. Yeah, okay, exactly. My bad, my you bad. clearly have never played. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, is, is Sabrina going to show up at her college tryout? Yeah, NBA? I mean, she's got to show up for every She's going to be on the Golden State Warriors having to show up. Sabrina's going to be like, okay, I'll be there. <laughs> I know you got to, you and Steph got to yeah, score some baskets. Also, weird way, this is something that we talked about with a lot of, like Harvey has talked about this with Sabrina, that her messing with all this magic stuff, it ultimately isn't actually helpful. No, it's helpful. Yeah. Like, I think it's treated in a different way this episode. I don't think we're going to see any blowback from it necessarily because the end result was that Susie comes out as a boy and says, I'm Theo I'm now. Theo. Yeah. Uh, that, I think, was the point of 
Susie and how Theo's yeah. arc in this episode. So I don't think we're going to suddenly see Theo terrible at basketball for with the rest the of the season. The whole season is just the Theo basketball arc. Yeah, I, I, mean, I think we're done with that. At well, this point. that I, that would be how can they? Have to I, you need to take some. the hoodie off. Give yourself a chance. That's don't true. Don't play basketball in the hoodie. He it's was harder. very aggravated by uh, the clothing choices. Also, for the that's team. not how tryouts work. Right. But as soon as Sabrina misses a basketball practice, suddenly Theo is going to be god-awful at basketball mm-hmm. again, which is not good for him. Yeah. Yep. You know? Uh, Sabrina then has a, a vision of uh, signing the book and leaves without even saying hi to her friends. Right. Uh, sad. Um, and then... Uh, Going to jump into the end of the episode, Harvey and Roz are out, mm-hmm. and Roz uses her cunning. Yes. She touches accidentally, his, yeah. accidentally. What well, sort of comes and goes? Yeah. The cunning. It's yeah. not like she can't. She's not in control of it, right? right. Well, that's not what I'm yet. saying. Yeah. It's accidentally. So yeah. she touches his hand and sees a vision of them making out yeah. in the school hallway. Oh shit! That's oh, fucked up. Shit. Why is it fucked up? Because who would ever want to kiss someone so boring? Fuck you, man. <laughs> Imagine kissing. It's like kissing a, a stack of paper. Uh, <laughs> it's like you, kissing, you are the worst. It's like kissing an old you newspaper. You are a horrible <laughs> judge of people. You know that? You're just the worst. Wait, yeah. what, what newspaper, though? Oh, like an old like newspaper from like the, tw- I mean, like the Wall Street like, Journal. Uh, like, yeah. yeah. All right. Okay, I can see that. If it was like an old New York Times from like the 1920s or something, that no, would be kind of cool. Like a microfiche. You're talking like a microfiche. Kissing a microfiche. No, that's sort of better than kissing a, just a big Wait, can old. Can you not stack. say microfish? Microfish. <laughs> uh, cool. And for those of you that don't know, the microfish is like the internet before it was online. That is not <laughs> what microfish is. In a way, it kind of is. You used to have to go to the library and like scroll it's through all the microfish. Film that sure. you put on a giant projector that you look at. It's yeah. not the internet. Wow, Pete coming out hard Jesus. for microfish. Yeah, but you go to the library and you'd be like, hey. You gotta go and give get me one roll give of film. Me hundreds of rolls of film <laughs> so that I maybe can find the information I'm looking for. Yeah. We live in a great world now, and I love the internet. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hey, that's great. Uh, what do you think about this? I mean, I know what you think about this, but how are you feeling about uh, Rosie? Well, I. I kind of like them together, Haas. Uh, even Haas. though I don't like Nick Scratch and Sabrina. You like Harvey and Roz together? Yeah, I do. I, I think do. Harvey and Roz should get together and then move to a different show. <laughs> they can I, show up in Mad About You or whatever. <laughs> Netflix mad is Mad you. About You. They are reviving that. I know. Yeah. For Spectrum. Charter, Charter Spectrum Originals. <laughs> yeah, cool. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm actually, uh, I'm pitching Spectrum Originals and Gas Station TV with a couple shows. Coming out. <laughs> I just think that... Roz, it seemed like she was like scared of that vision. Like I don't know if she's into it yet. You know, well, it's I think still she's so like, new. I think she's like, well, it's like they're on a not even a first date, and she sees them like hooking up. And yeah. like, imagine if that but happened. He did the like, I'll take your glasses off and then kiss you move. Yeah, yeah kiss her with the glasses on, dude. Yeah, exactly. like, come on. Why you got to take the glasses off? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. So like, that she's you guys, hates you guys glasses, have, you guys have glasses when you guys kiss people. Do you do you take your glasses off? No. I mean, I take my glasses off when things are going to get hot and heavy, but oh, like shit, yeah. okay. just the kiss. Wait, just... But Alex, wait, hold on. Let's get into this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so Pete, tell us about uh, hot and heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, man. 
Mom's yeah. gone. <laughs> wow. Oh, some music started playing. That's Pete's as as, sexy. As soon as he's ta- talking about Pete hooking up, his mom literally calls. <laughs> he's like, Peter, what Peter, are you what talking are you about? <laughs> Peter, you take you. off that nightgown. You stop wandering around and airing out your bits. <laughs> stop airing it out. Oh, um, uh, anyway, great job. Keep, <laughs> keep getting hot and heavy. Um, Shall we jump sure. in? Sure. So that, that's the human storyline yeah. at human school. Let's jump over to witch school. Witch I, I, stuff. I do want to say, I think uh, the way they kind of handled her wanting to be a boy, I thought it was sweet and cool. And it was nice that everybody was being supportive of that. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, listen, that is through Riverdale, through Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, assuming it's going to be the same way on Katie Keene, uh, which is the potential upcoming CW spinoff uh, based on the character descriptions. That's what this world is all about, that it's just, it's kind of there. And I, in a weird way, not to get back to Kevin Keller, but I think that was very set up with the way that Archie Comics brought in Kevin Keller as a character, that it was a big deal when Archie introduced their first openly gay character but everybody accepted him. He was there. He was part of the gang. It wasn't a weird thing. It wasn't uh, pointed out too much. It just was. And yeah. I think that's great. Uh, yeah. So I'm emphasizing your point. Cool. So uh, let's move on to the witch stuff. Um, first off, let me say it was great just hearing Zelda's voice again. Uh, the actress huh. that plays Zelda, I think, has such Miranda a strong... Miranda Otto. Uh, yeah, Miranda Otto. She's like, her voice is so good, and the way she speaks in this character is so... Uh, I just had a real hit when I heard her. Now, uh, let me ask you guys something. Uh, as Sabrina has picked up steam, people have started to ship Zelda and Madam Satan. Hmm. How, do, how do you feel about that? Huh. Uh, I, have I not, haven't even... Where, I haven't seen them together or been be any kind of tension. No, Zelda's good. So Madam Satan is yeah. I think it might be shipping Miranda Otto and Michelle Gomez. Yes, that feels like <laughs> a separate, <laughs> like uh, a real world thing. Yeah, yeah. But also, that's sort of like they have this like sort of uh, witch, pardon the pun, but witchy edge uh, yeah. a- as actors as well. So like it's like too, it's like witch on witch. Yeah, I, I, it feels like very much part of step on me culture where yeah. it's just they want these like badass wishes to come in and tell them what to do. Um, so I'm all right with it. But yeah, <laughs> Zelda's great. It's great seeing her back. I love Hilda's the bit. my favorite, though. Hilda's yeah. great. The the bit that she was doing throughout where she doesn't quite say Harvey's name to oh, Sabrina. Yeah, that was great. That was Very fun. fun. Really enjoyed that in the episode. Just overall, it, it's funny. It hasn't been that long because of the winter solstice special, but there really felt like so much life and so much uh, just fun throughout the episode. It was great. It It really made sense to air that episode first, the Winter Solstice episode, because it really set everything up for this episode. Yeah, also gave us a little taste of like, hey, get used to her hair. This is what it's going to look yeah, I know like. The hair's now. a real stumbling block for you. Yeah. It was for me too when yeah. it first showed up. I think they it really was like, got whoa, the wig right, or I don't know if they dyed Kiernan Shipka's hair now or something like that. It le- definitely know. looks more it, natural it, and better. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so let's get into it. This episode was about. No, I want to stay and talk about it. Yeah, already. I know. Really <laughs> Nightgowns, oh, hair. Really I got this. this is like a real uh, Barbie uh, conversation. <laughs> um, so we have the Top Boy competition is what's going on oh, in this yeah. episode. Sabrina, uh, they find out that there's some, that Nick Scratch is running for Top Boy. 
And uh, I think the episode revolves a lot around how like he looks pretty good. He looks hot. He's like no. Finn. He's got an edge. He's a no. bad boy. No, like, that's great that's stuff. The only, you're projecting all that. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. We got a Nick itch and we got a Nick scratch. <laughs> oh, my God. That was gross. Uh, I did love later in the episode, Madam Satan comments extensively on Nick Scratch's name and yeah. is like, hmm, that's an interesting name, a very provocative name. Hmm, yeah. Nick Scratch. Oh, do you think maybe that she like has something to do with him? No, or no, no, no. I just think it's metatextual commentary on how ridiculous the name Nick the Scratch name is. Nick Scratch. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. is, um, so uh, Nick Scratch running for top boy and Sabrina's like, hey, I want to be top person. I love that moment. Yeah. Like they also comment on that. There's a lot of metatextual commentary going on throughout the episode. But I love the fact that like it's Sabrina's first day and her initial gut reaction is like, well, I got to just like throw this table of cards in the air immediately. Yeah. 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 Well, let's do it. Here we go. That's my first reaction about absolutely everything. And I, I was quiet for three seconds in the back. Now yeah. I'm going to, you know, yeah. yeah, let's do this. Sabrina uh, is back on her bullshit, so to speak. <laughs> and it's fun. Yeah, it's great. And it's also uh, getting back to like the sparkle of the eye thing. I think that is part of it is her, yeah making everybody flustered almost instantly, going with her gut instinct, even if it's the wrong thing to do, even if it's going to cause so much trouble for everybody. In this case, there is trouble, but it comes from a different source. So right. ultimately, I think it's just kind of more fun and upends things. But well, what's great is the, the theme of like, it's bullshit that, you know, there, you know, there isn't a place for a woman there, and there also isn't a place for a girl to play basketball in the human high school. Yeah. So it's great to see on both fronts, you know, not only her and her friends are kind of going through similar battles. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this uh, that's the undercurrent of the entire series, right? Is it is all about feminism. It is all about how these women are ultimately more powerful than the men in most cases, but because of the way the patriarchy has existed for so long, they are forced into these very gendered roles. Mm -hmm. And that ties back to Susie slash Theo's reveal as well, where you can change the gendered roles based on what you believe and what you feel inside. And I also like rules. I also like that moment uh, when when Susie uh, Theo reveals that she wants to be called Theo now. Um, the uh, she and now he uh, is feeling so great because of the basketball game, and it's like, oh, and here's something I've been thinking about, and I want to tell you. I'm excited to tell you this now. And I thought that was a sort yeah. of surprising, very organic way of doing that. It was great. It's a great moment. Uh, getting back to the top boy competition, so yeah. Sabrina challenges Nick Scratch, says, "I want to be top boy." Father Blackwood. Furious about it, doesn't want to have it. Flustered. Very flustered. Uh, but he does decide to run them through three challenges in order to determine who will be Top Boy. Mm. Nick Scratch, super into it. Loves yeah. it. Calls her out as cute in front of the entire school. Yeah, let me just say Nick is maybe not, he's like just into the game. You know what I'm talking about? He yeah. just wants to play the game. <laughs> what? Do Wait, you think he uh, likes the game more than the player? I think he's like, it's like, don't hate the player. To, I hate the game, but this is like, love the player. Love the game. Ooh, whoa. Fuck, I, fuck the game. He, you keep saying he's a bad boy, but everything he does is not bad boy-esque. He's it's, a bad boy. He's, he's a top boy. He's very supportive of what Sabrina wants to do. That's what I'm saying. He's so bad, he's good. Like you're ridiculous. You're <laughs> he's ridiculous. so bad. He's good, and he's also top. Uh, speaking speaking of top, I just got to throw it out there. Uh, the my big disappointment with the episode was there was no top that reference. 
Oh, cool. that, you know, the oh, song. Real quick, what are you talking on. about? <laughs> <laughs> There's classic, oh, classic, you know what I'm talking oh, about. There's a You're classic really movie called Teen Witch oh, where uh, they cast this spell to oh. do this rap called Top Hat. I do know what you The entire about. episode, I thought there was at least going to be some sort of reference or like a rap battle that they'd have to do or something like that. Yeah, Just because they said Top Boy, you immediately were like, Top That. The second they said yeah, Top no, Boy. You were <laughs> that the would be, that's we, the only thing I focused on the entire episode. Make a call out uh, to the show from our podcast. That would be a great like end of season thing. Yeah, uh, oh extra or have them like end ha- of I know part they're, two. I know they're yeah, wrapped season. at this point, but just when the cast gets back together, they just got to tape them doing. That's that. really funny. No, yeah. don't make another one of those. Things make it happen, happen. world. Uh, uh, get it trending. <laughs> get it trending. Uh, so um, back to the Tomboy competition. Ambrose and Luke. Luke fully voting for Nick Scratch. Uh, that's fucked up. Pulling. Ambrose, they're on the fence. They're not voting for Sabrina. Well, yeah, that was also very... I was very surprised about Ambrose yeah. not Where are you at, dude? Like, yeah, where are you at, bro? Yeah. The whole first part of this season, Always all f- you were supporting is Sabrina... All in. I, I think Always vote for your cousin. Yeah. Luke has changed him. Also, being able to actually get out of the house has changed him. Oh. Yes. Uh, and I think the interesting thing that was happening with Ambrose here is when the chips are down, he is part of the patriarchy, right? It's wow. supporting yeah. oh, him. So Ambrose is better than that, though. He is better than that. But I think he he's gets sucked in by that power, right? I Listen, hope we certainly do. He's the an three older of us do. We're sucked in. What? Don't. Don't fucking put me in that box. I'm part of the patriarchy. Yeah. <laughs> well, just by the very nature. Yes. Um, he He's an older man hanging out at a high school for some reason. So, <laughs> of course, he's going to get sucked into the drama. Yeah. I also mm-hmm. like how Father Blackwood was like, uh, 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 top boy is, uh, oh, guy in the corner. So, that's later in the episode. Let's get there. Um, so, the competition is going. Uh, all the, the boys go out to a a secret speakeasy to like <laughs> hang out. Weirdly, it's a stripper. Yeah, Sabrina was like, so, "What year is this?" Uh, yeah. yeah. So, a couple of things about this. First of all, this is uh, Dorian's Gray Club, which cool. if you did not get the reference. Uh, that's Love the Just portrait of Dorian now. Gray. The guy who runs it, I believe, is. Actually, Dorian Gray uh, from the classic story. So he probably has a horrible painting somewhere in the attic Mm -hmm. uh, where he looks terrifying. The uh, stripper, quote unquote, that they bring in. Eighth wonder of the world. Right. Is Salome from the classic story. Uh, Salome uh, danced for, what was it, King Herod, I think? Probably. uh, Is this a Bible thing? Yeah. And Uh, then uh, she was supposed to be the sexy, most beautiful woman in the world. uh, And she ends up uh, chopping off his head. So oh, that's, that's why right. at the end of the very tame dance, they kept talking about how debaucherous it was. But frankly, like, you can probably is... see that at any restaurant. What? What? Not More any restaurant. What? Alex, I think, I, you I, think you, I think you've confused <laughs> in your life restaurants and strip clubs. <laughs> <laughs> you really? That was not. No, like you, it, was, I, it was right. But then you said any restaurant. I'm like, you lost me. Like a Greek restaurant. <laughs> what? <laughs> Alex, Are you saying you, about Greek people? The other night you said you were taking your family out to eat at your fancy restaurant. <laughs> yeah. And what could you describe what that was like? Was it called Flash Dancers? <laughs> yeah, it was Flash Dancers. We went in. My family wasn't allowed. Uh, <laughs> but you went in. So I went in. in. I had a, some delicious wings. Uh, uh, the, the wings were very good. good. Yeah, the shrimp. 
shrimp on the buffet yes. is very uh, good. I got a gin fizz, which was definitely green because yep. that's the color of gin fizz. That makes sense. And uh, and uh, there are a bunch of naked ladies. Oh <laughs> my god! Those, there's called those are the chefs. Yeah. Yes. I mean, what did you want them to do on the show? Did you want the dancing? No, no, I didn't want more. But oh, okay. they kept talking about how this is like. This is the most fucked up club you ever got to. You're not yep. going to believe this. And we already know that witch culture is like, well, we eat people at least once a year, yep. which is really pushing the envelope, I got to be honest. Yep. So when they get there at this club and it's like, well, we dress up and we sit in chairs and there's a fire and a lady does dancing that you'd see at literally any Greek restaurant. <laughs> it felt like... Stop what is this Greek that? restaurant? I mean, it sounds to me like you guys haven't gotten Greek food ever. <laughs> you know, I've been to many Greek restaurants not yeah. one of them i'm gonna put ever. it out across the board i'm not going out to dinner with you <laughs> any anytime soon uh i guess my point is that it it just didn't feel too raunchy it i think seems that's like right. you hate greek people no or, i love greek or also people. you were like i want this show this kids show on netflix to be have some real like hardcore stripping i did it i just didn't want them to talk it up that much yeah exactly you talk it up you better bring the goods (laughs) yeah that's what i'm saying okay cool that's weird uh this isn't this isn't a human club this is sacred club. this is sacred club and sacred club of course means there's going to be a hardcore stripping (laughs) Uh, we'll delete this later from the podcast (laughs) so alex doesn't (laughs) confirm his perv status uh so the the top of the competition begins um, we have uh, Sabrina getting the way harder questions than yeah. Nick, but fortunately she has the weird sisters like, on the I sneak knew the pentagram, uh, pentagram first question that yeah. you know Nick. And if got. you can pass it, yeah, I know, and I haven't, I don't know anything. You're so, like now. I, I got to ask you, Pete, because I feel like you're the other person on the podcast who thought this. Uh, did you get uh, immediate Billy Madison vibes? Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Wow. And the, uh, I'm we not all focusing on things, but like uh, the entire time this is going on, I was like, oh, it's an academic decathlon. Yeah. <laughs> you're ridiculous. That's wow. fantastic. Well, you two are so cute. We are now dumber. May God have mercy on your souls. Uh the headmaster doesn't seem to know how game shows work because he has one question to Nick, then he has nine questions. To barrages. Yeah. yeah. Sabrina crushes it. She wins that first competition. Right. I, and I, by the way, I love Sabrina teaming up with the Weird Sisters. They oh, were that was cool. tormenting her, antagonizing her, but what they hit at the end of the first part where they did hit this sisterhood together where they under, start to understand each other. I love that that's continuing. I think that's great. I'm worried, though, because I feel like Prudence is still going to, like, as soon as she can, throw Sabrina underneath the bus. Well, listen, Prudence is, this is a very, not subtle thing, but it's a smaller thing that happens in the episode, is Prudence wants to step up. She wants to be more accepted. She asks Father Blackwood, I'm your daughter. May I take on the Blackwood name? And he says, no, take care of my baby instead. that was cold as ice. She doesn't get to try out for Top Boy. She doesn't get to do anything. So even... I I agree with you in a sense that she is currently on Sabrina's side, but she's going to reach a breaking point at some point. And whether that blows back on Sabrina or the school as a whole, I guess we'll have to see what I just, he just goes death. Yeah. (laughs) Cool guy with his hat tilted to the side. What's up? This is a big reveal. Classic patriarchy right here. (laughs) I don't even know what that word means. Uh, Sabrina talks a lot in this episode about becoming high priestess, and yeah. it's a controversial statement. Blackwood, Father Blackwood, does not yeah, I'm like. I'm really it. surprised that she kind of did the villain monologue where she laid out her whole plan to Father Blackwood. But again, that's very Sabrina. She, we just talked about this, but she always is like. 
here's what I'm thinking about right yeah. now and, and with no thought of further consequences down the road. Uh, my my take on that is that was a bit of a faint on the part of the script. It's to make the viewers think, oh, as she the same conclusion she reaches at the end of the episode is I'm being attacked by these three monsters, these three demons, because I want to be high priestess. That's the biggest thing I can be. So I think they spend a lot of time on that on the episode to make you yep. think, oh, man, she's going to try to be high priestess. But I think ultimately what it is, is that uh, she's going to be the bride of Satan, or at least that's the plan of Satan. Yeah. Uh, we get the... <laughs> we get so she's attacked by these demons. Uh, one has rats. One is, like shoots rats. One <laughs> shoots, is, shoots birds, and another one shoots flies. Yeah, no bats, bats, bats. Oh, bats, bats, bats. Yeah, which is very similar to uh, the thing DC Comics is doing for uh, the 80th anniversary of Batman, where they released a million and a half bats on Austin. So that was pretty nice. Cool. Uh, by the time you guys are listening to that, that happened half a month ago. So uh, please donate money to Austin, which clearly has been destroyed. Exactly, they're <laughs> just drowning in bats. Yeah. Uh, the well, uh, what was a li- was a little disappointing was after the first attack, uh, Sabrina. I was like, "All right, you've got to know the second one was coming." And then what I liked about the second one is the reveal. You know, a lot of kids when they're growing up complain about learning the recorder. And then you finally see why it's important to learn how to play the recorder exactly. and carry one with you at all times. That's, I know. And we should say Pete has a little tiny flute in his pocket at all times. <laughs> Anytime you see him, ask him and he'll pull it out and play it. Yeah. Oh, now, uh, these are these are classic demons, though, right? It's Asmodeus, Beelzebub. I I've heard, heard of Beelzebub. The third guy, it sounded like he was called Person. Yeah. I don't think that's correct. <laughs> yeah. But he was the one that I didn't quite get. Uh, but they are usually... They're lords of hell. They're also names that are kind of used interchangeably sometimes with Lucifer, with Satan. But clearly in the mythology of Sabrina, they seem to be three lords of hell that do not like Lucifer's plans for Sabrina and are revolting against him. I think yeah. that's what we're saying. They're kings of hell. Yes. They're Yas You can kings. tell by their... Uh Crowns. Yeah, they're like yes. flesh crowns. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like those designs. I also like... Uh, we talked about a bit yeah, in the first creepy. part how... And not necessarily confusing, but the demons were just kind of thrown in there a little bit. Like, yeah. they just sort of were there. But I like the fact that we, it seems like, just based on this first episode, that we're getting more of a focus for the second part of the season, where we are understanding how demons work in the world, but it also seems like it's going to be maybe at least for a little while, a demon per episode. The demons are going to be coming to attack Sabrina to fight back against this plan of Lucifer's. And I think that's cool. That's the first, I feel like the first part of the the season, the demons felt almost like the demons in Evil Dead, where they were like out of nowhere and sort of like, whoa, what is this? And now we're, as we've gone further into the witch world, now the demons are much more normal and it's, uh, it's more part of the world. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. I think uh, we'll obviously know once we watch through the entire season, but it definitely feels more more now like the first half was the setup it was laying the table for this second half of the season and now we're really going to see what chilling adventures of sabrina is exactly we'll eat the meal mm-hmm. now the table's laid to use alex's words uh what <laughs> did i use those words yeah, he said we're so. gonna lay the table oh yeah no, i know what you mean that's an expression yeah lay the table yeah. Pete, would you mind laying the table oh, yeah uh, lay the table earlier lay the table dinner's Dude. ready that's so creepy the way you it's, say that uh, i i learned the phrase lay the table when i went to a greek restaurant the oh, <laughs> <boy>. <laughs> uh 
<laughs> Man, I gotta find out where you grew up. <laughs> this town sounds fun. I'll, I'll take you. They have a really good spatacopita. Oh, that is accurate. Uh, the second part of the challenge for Sabrina is the boil and bubble challenge, uh, making some potions. Yeah. Um, Blackwood talking some major shit while this is being said. Oh, up. yeah, saying out like, oh, Sabrina, you can go first. Yeah, this it was is more a, of a woman, woman thing. thing. Oh, fuck you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Potions are hard. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I wanted a little <laughs> more of this. There were like two steps and then the potion purified. I wanted to see a little bit more back and forth in the sequence. Yeah. And I wanted the water to turn into stuff. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. like kind it of got thick. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and then thick uh, water. Sabrina had to drink the, uh, oh. she had to chug the snake skin, infant blood. And shark's eye. Uh, cave born shark. shark. Yeah, eye. cave born shark. What Very was hard to find. Like when I'm getting bitten by a shark, I'm like, you caveborn? (laughs) (laughs) Also, to me, I just immediately thought of land shark and I started to laugh to myself. Um, So many references this episode that never happened. Uh, Land shark, Billy Madison. Oh, man. Top that. Top that. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on, Zelda. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, the one thing that I wanted to mention is I love the Coven's reaction at the end of the scene that it really did turn around where even though Sabrina lost, she still won because yeah. everybody in a very frat way was shouting, chug, 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 chug. And then you could see her look at the end of that particular sequence. She smiled. Well, she smiled because she had won everybody over. Everybody was basically like, yeah, you drank that gross thing. That's and awesome. Puked. And then puked. And then she smiled afterwards. Twice. It, was a very, it was very fratty, but yeah. I think that was a fun way of twisting that scene that I wouldn't have expected. Uh, the third competition, um, we uh, Nick and Sabrina join forces. They're supposed to conjure a, yeah. a demon. The best conjurer will conjure, conjure the biggest demon. Nick Scratch is just a sweet guy who yeah. f- throws away this you know thing to be you know uh, first boy or whatever it's called top boy top boy. Uh, so he can just you know do the thing he likes for the girl he has a crush on. What do I care about being top boy when I've already been voted bad boy? Ooh, top but I gotta say though, it was the design <laughs> of those like pentagram circles and the way that connected them. That looked really awesome. Yeah, yeah, that was a fun scene. I, yeah. I think ultimately, what I get from Nick Scratch is a he likes Sabrina, obviously. Uh, but the Loves. second thing is, I I don't think he cares about Top Boy. He's just kind of there to learn magic and be at the school and be a bad boy and walk around. Stop calling him a bad boy. That's why he's such a bad boy. He doesn't care. <laughs> he's bad boy not a bad boy. Bad boy don't he's care. He's the nicest guy. I am. I hated Nick Scratch. I'm like won over by how nice he is and how much he cares about Sabrina. Well, he, he's on a scale, but like Harvey is the other side of the scale. So like you know, he's compared to Harvey, anyone's a bad boy, right? My dog's I'm a bad boy. I'm still not going to call him a bad boy. Well, yeah. you just did. I mean, if no, Harvey is a pile of like old newspapers. Uh, Nick Scratch is like more recent EWs. Yeah, he's a stack of cool magazines. (laughs) Like EW. Like glossy. What is EW? Entertainment Weekly. Oh my God. How do you find out about the entertainment business? uh, Tiger Beat is where I get all my He he gets everything on microfiche. (laughs) Yeah, that's fun. Tiger Beat on microfiche. Uh, What an activity. Um, So the episode, uh, the competition sort of comes to a close. Um, neither of them are voted top person. Um, Blackwood out of nowhere gives it to Ambrose, which is crazy. Cause <laughs> just he's just like ah, you. Nobody wins. 
Yeah. Old he guy in the corner. I, I was surprised. I thought they were going to have to share it based on that. Me too. Like, I thought there was going to be, well, you both completed this circle I, together second, and summoned kings of hell. So if the competition is supposed to be the biggest demon you could summon, they did pretty big good. Three yeah. big time demons. Uh, but for a second, I really hope Prudence was going to get it. Right. Uh, but I instead, think Prudence probably hoped that Prudence yeah, was going to get it. Was definitely. Definitely. That dramatic pause before Ambrose was like, I was like, ooh, who's it going to be? But it's really interesting to me, like Ambrose getting it. It's like if you, Pete, you walked into a high school and were like, I'm prom king. <laughs> <laughs> he did that the other day. Yeah. It, it worked. And congratulations on your sash and crown. Yeah. Um, thank He's you being arrested you. later. Yeah. <laughs> I hope to be here for that. Uh, but I feel like that's setting up something going forward with Ambrose being sort of a power player at the school. Maybe. I mean, I think there's two ways it could go, right? Now, One do you, is, do you think he... Got it because Father Blackwood feels like he's the only one of this kind of like new kids that are really uh, on his side. Because to Father Blackwood, Ambrose has been nothing but the kindest and like first guy to get down on his knees and be like, oh, well, Father, and Father Blackwood, Blackwood was the one that got him out of yeah, the house. He so. controls yeah. him the most. Well, we'll have to see going forward. The last thing that happens, though, before we wrap this up is that uh, Madam Warhol, Madam Satan, summons Satan himself and says, we got to have a talk. Yeah. And so, and so that, uh, I think that's going to lead into whatever happens the next episode, uh, which is great. I loved having the show back. Yeah. Um, I, it was a great ending of the episode. Yeah. Real quick before we go, which witch reigns supreme? Which witch? Pete? I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. You can Ooh, say Nick, Nick Scratch. Scratch. It's Nick Scratch. Nick Scratch. Scratchman Nick, strong. Yeah. Everything's going just like we wanted. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Patreon.com slash comic book club. If you'd like to support the show, also do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York. Come on by. We'll cast a smell on you. <laughs> what else do you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. And at Riverdale Dark, yes. uh, where we do Riverdale stuff and Chilling Adventures of Sabrina stuff. Uh, also, Comic Book Club Live.com for this podcast and more. And we'll see you in. I don't remember what. We say at the end of this podcast. And we just hop on our mops and fly no. off into the darkness. Damn it, y'all. Bad.